Hey guys, thanks for joining me for this 50th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests for this episode include famed concert promoter Danny Zalisco, got a brand new book called All Excess Occupation, Concert Promoter. We'll also visit with the beatbox from the Home Free Vocal Band, Adam Rupp. We'll also talk to comedian Joe Coy. He's got a new book called Mixed Plate, Chronicles of an All-American Combo. And we'll also visit with country singer and songwriters Lachland. They've got an upcoming single, Blackberry Whiskey. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and of course, share with your friends. Now, I'm not sure if you knew about this, but Chrissy Teigen quit Twitter earlier this week after revealing it was taking a toll on her mental health. Now, it's probably a good idea for all of us to reevaluate our relationship with social media, and here are four signs you might need a break. Number one, you compulsively check your phone. Now, we're all way too attached to our phones to begin with, but if you're checking your notifications, messages, and likes every few minutes, or in a way that affects your job or family time, that's a big problem. Number two, you wake up or fall asleep feeling off. Now, if you're waking up worried about something you said or saw on social media the night before, it might be time to set some boundaries with your accounts. Number three, your real-life interactions are suffering. If you've been interacting with your friends and family less, while getting wrapped up in Facebook arguments or scrolling on Instagram, might be time to reassess your priorities. And number four, if you've started viewing yourself negatively. Social media can be dangerous because people only share things they want you to see. It's like viewing a highlight reel of their life. And if you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else's highlights, it might make you feel anxious, depressed, or lonely when your life doesn't quite measure up. And if that does happen, it's definitely time for a break. Got another book to talk about. It's called All Ex Ex Excess. I had it right in the first place. All Excess Occupation Concert Promoter. We've got uh, the legendary promoter, Danny Zalisco, on the line. And Danny, first off, thank you so much for taking the time, brother. Hey, it's my pleasure to be here. How long did it I'm take? Loving, I love Oklahoma <laughs> City. I come there every uh, every year to the uh, Oklahoma Medical Research uh, Department there to raise money for uh, cancer awareness and research, which with my good friend Dr. Steve Prescott. So uh, I just wanted to say hello to him. He's having a big day today. All right. Well, the book. How was somebody had to twist your arm to write the book, or uh, was it no. something that you knew was uh, had to happen? Well, you know, take a look at those pictures there. I mean. I mean, they were great to have taken. They were great for me to own. But I really felt like with, you know, how much fun I have promoting concerts, it was high time to share some of those great moments with people who go to concerts. And, and that's basically who I want to have this book. I mean, anybody could get it. But mainly, I mean, who doesn't relate to, you know, the legend of going to concerts, you know, on a, since we were kids and... And, and how important, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s music was to us and still is as it comes out and, and it becomes even more, you know, deep set into our minds. You know, every time you hear one of those songs or you think of that band coming to town to do a show, you think you're going to go and you might even do it. But you, you need to have that trigger, that release of, of the first time you heard that song playing live right now 
you know, in front of you, and, and, and it, it fills you up. It, it makes you great. And Danny, the timing of this is is especially at a time when people want to get out there and watch those shows. I mean, how how much do you miss uh, be, being at shows and being at those live events? You know, in March last year, when we had to take everything down for the year, I had I think it was the best show that I was going to have uh, in ten years, and it, it was so painful to have to face this. I mean, I painstakingly done travel for myself all over the country with the shows that I had for 2020. And, um, you know, now they're all more or less all uh, rescheduled, and everybody has kept their tickets, which is amazing. And, <laughs> and I think people just said, hey, I already went through the hassle of getting my ticket, and, and now I'm going to see that damn concert. Come hell or high water, I'm going to that show. And, and, like, it's a badge of honor, you know, and, and I agree with them. Um, I'm looking forward to it as much or more than anybody because basically what we're doing is doing the babysitting and housekeeping on, on 100 shows that I had booked and on sale when this all happened. So we're having to do the maintenance with no income. So it's like you're, it's like you're doing a show that would normally take you three or four months it's going to take us two years to complete these shows <laughs> by the time we're done, and we're only getting paid once. So it, it, it really is about the, and I, you know, this will sound squirrely, but it, it's true. It's about the commitment we have when we promise we're going to deliver something. We want to deliver it, and so do the bands. And, and there, there's nothing like a live show, and, and these people know how lucky they are to be able to do this for a living, just like I do. Um, and, and how painful it is when you can't provide what you're, you're telling people you're going to give them, even though it's out of your hands. You know, there's nothing you can do about it except patience, wait it out, be good people, let's go have some fun. <laughs> now, is there a particular concert that you can pinpoint it back to that put you over the line that you knew that was what you had to be involved in the rest of your life? Well, you know... It really goes back to a lot of things happen for us, whether we know it or not at the time, was when we're kids. Mm -hmm. and, and when I was a little kid, this, I, I used to go to a record store with my brother and pick up the Top 40 survey every Friday. They would print them out and, and give them to us. And there was this group on there called the Beatles <laughs> with two, two T's in their name, and they made it to number 37 out of 40 one week. And I happened to go in that week to pick it up, and, and the guy let me listen to the song, Please Please Me. And I instantly idolized it, and I bought it, and I took it to everybody I knew, and nobody cared. And I, oh, that's all right, sure, Danny. What's Danny going on about? Then they uh, appeared on Ed Sullivan, and everybody's telling me how great the Beatles were. <laughs> and, and this did not bother me in the slightest. In fact, it thrilled me that I knew. This is one of the first you know, examples I had in my life of being able to say, you don't need the satisfaction of somebody patting you on the back and saying, good job, kid. You need to know that you did the right thing. Yeah. And, and I knew then that I did the right thing. And then I saw the men at Solve, and I saw the chaos that they created and, and the pandemonium and the fun that everybody was having. I'm going, damn it, that's for me. Now, I mean, what more does a kid need? That, that's right. What, what is the, the biggest thing that you miss about the live events? As a promoter, what lights your fire, if you will? What I, what I miss the most is, is getting, getting these contracts off my desk from one show and moving to the future instead of playing around with everything that's been going on, you know, for us for, for the 
for the last year. I mean, once these things start up again, it, it's going to be a blast. Um, I, I love the events. I love going to the shows. I love seeing people arrive, you know, and, and, and just what they get together as, as a mass unit, one person, you know, when they're enjoying a show and getting off on it. There's, there, there's nothing quite like it. And, you know, I, it's all the reason why throughout this whole thing, the, the, the lack of concerts and being able to get together is highlighted by no concerts. Uh, it's far and away and above. I, it's turned into, you know, the um, it's turned into the thing that everybody you know does together. That's right. Again, the the new book, All Excess Occupation, concert promoter Danny Zalesko online with him. Danny, I always want to make sure not only let him know where to find the book, but also uh, everything you got going on social media wise as well. Got a website called DZPLive.com, and uh, you can you can check out what our concerts are and about the book. You can order it there and see some more uh, information about it. And um, so it's, it's DZPLive.com, and I also got a deal with Amazon for a print-on-demand feature they have, as well as Kindle, if that's how you take your books. You know, the, the fun thing that I've heard and found from so many people in, who have actually seen the book, and I'm really happy about it, is when they um, finish reading it, they go, this is the best book I've ever read. And I, I go, what do you mean? It's like, I couldn't put it down. This was like, could have been my life uh, because I've been to all these shows. I know all these names. These are the people who I love and grew up with. Yeah. And it, it's such a nice thing for somebody to you know, to tell you that uh, you did something good, and it's a good feeling. That's right. That's what we strive for every day, Danny, isn't it? <laughs> right? You know, and, and, and every now and then, you know, you do something for yourself, and this was this is my present to me. And also, you know, it really gave us something fun to do for the last year in lieu of doing shows. And, and, and talking about concerts and reminiscing about acts, we do that all the time anyway, so in lieu of having the concerts just right now, and it'll be just a little bit longer, I think. Um, I, I think within a few months we'll be, I'd like to think we're really going to be back to saying, here's where the shows are starting and let's go. That's right, and again, all access, all access occupation concert promoter, pick it up, dzplive.com. Danny, it's been great to visit with you this morning, my friend. Hope you have a, you so a great weekend and uh, we can catch up again real soon. Thanks to our friends at Smiley's Breezy Vapes, 313 Falcon Road here in Altus. Red Basket Specials all the time. If you have any questions, you can call or text at 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8273. They've got new hardware and the largest selection of disposable flavors in Southwest Oklahoma. Smiley's Breezy Vapes. Find them on Facebook. Now, I thought the most nauseating story of the week would be, you know, the guy that found the shrimp tails, rat droppings, and a string in his bag of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but, well, this is worse. A doctor named Sina Jurabachi from Pembroke Pines, Florida, posted a TikTok video recently where he shows the danger of wearing your AirPods too much, and the video has more than 36 million views. Now, in the video, which really should come with a warning because I was not warned before watching it, and it is, it's vile. You end up seeing a close-up of him pulling a ball of earwax and fungus out of someone's ear. 
Now, he says it's from a condition called otomycosis, which is a fungal infection in your ears. Now, it happens when you trap warm moisture in your ears, which can happen with AirPods or anything else you put in your ears. Now, the biggest risk comes from wearing earplugs, but you can get it if you wear headphones in your ears for too long, especially if it's humid outside. Now, if you do have otomycosis, the first step is to have the fungus ball get pulled out of your ear, and then from there, you use prescription eardrops for a few weeks. The Home Free Vocal Band, one of my favorite groups out there right now. And uh, we've got Adam Rupp on the line and Adam the Beatbox on with us. Uh, Adam, thank you for taking the time to be on the show, brother. Hey, thanks, Cameron. Thanks for having me on. Now, Adam, tell us, I I think everybody wonders a little bit how you guys really got together in the first place. I mean, was it it by dare or was it it something that uh, took a while to come? (laughs) It definitely took a while. I mean, the first seven years that we were performing uh well first off i'm the only original member of the group uh and you know the first seven years of doing this it was a hobby where we were just fumbling and trying to figure out how the heck are we supposed to do this thing and yeah it you know it just perseverance really is is the story of the band because that's it just you know all of the horror stories you hear about that bands go through like well we lived we lived through some of those horror stories and you know, just we just kept at it and kept, you know, had that desire to perform. So we just kept figuring out our mistakes and, and how to improve upon them. Now, Adam, when did you find out that you could make every sound under the sun? Oh, that I can't make every sound under the sun. That's too much to just say right there. Uh, you know, it, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to answer that question. Really, it's it. You just try to make good music, honestly, and. You know that you can do so much with the human voice and and the and all the mechanics that we have is if you just spend a lot of time experimenting and I mean honestly we all do that anyway it just you just gotta you know think about it differently and put it to music and suddenly it, it changes the whole perspective of what you're doing so you know you just uh, if there's a sound I want to learn I, I just I practice it and I figure out how to do it and then I just throw it into a beat and I would go with it I mean there's a there's plenty of sounds that I've put on our recordings that never got heard or never got used because <laughs> they're, they're too out there, man. They're too out there. The single Elvira you guys cut a few years ago with the Oak Ridge Boys. I know that it's coming up on its 40th anniversary, and that's just one of the recordings we're going to talk about. But what was that the time like spending with, uh, with the Oak Ridge Boys in that room? I mean, what was the feeling of that room? history first off um you could you could feel that there's a lot of stuff that happened and then and they were you know telling us a lot of the different stories but uh man it's kind of like you you know you see these you see these performers uh on videos and and you hear about them and then you listen to some of those music and and uh, and you've grown up with them and then you see them in in person and you kind of are just taken aback by it and you like is this real is this happening right now and it turns out that they're very, very easy to get along with. They are very, very normal dudes that just, you know, just like everybody else, they, you know, they, they're, they're here to have a good time and, and, uh, you know, they bring a lot of energy to the stage and, uh, it was a lot of fun performing with them and it was a lot of fun recording that song with them. And, uh, you know, it shows that they, they truly love the music and that it's, uh, you know, it's really great to work with artists that, that feel that way. 
What what artist or is it maybe a, a type of a music that maybe really excites you personally? Are are, are you more into the upbeat, fast songs, or, or do you like to, to rest the rest the beatbox a little bit? <laughs> well, that that just depends on how tired I am, I guess. If if you're talking about an upbeat, fast song, then I have to be worried about hyperventilating on stage. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I'm pretty open to to anything. It, you know, I'm pretty fickle uh, at the same time. I will listen to a lot of different stuff. I mean, I, you know, when I when I was studying music in college, I was listening to to gamelan music. You know, 13 hours of of, of drums and I and people. I mean, it was it was part of a class, but I, you know, as I was just like this is cool, and I just sat in my dorm room and just listened to that for hours and kind of went into a little bit of a trance, but you know, I'll listen to anything. And if it's good music, then I'll, I'll listen to it. And I think that's really important because it gives you a, a broader perspective and you can bring things to songs and into popular music that, you know, maybe people haven't heard in a long time or that they've never heard before. And then suddenly it excites them again because they're hearing something new or so they're hearing something that that they weren't expecting. And that's, that's the great thing about making music. And Adam, how much pride do you take in the fact of just having the vocals on there? And also as, as a musician, I know that sometimes you strip things down to their, their barest forms and it'll bring mm-hmm. out something that people may have missed with all of the, all of the recording production work. I mean, how much pride do you take to, to give a new version, maybe a, a reinvigoration of the song? I take a lot of pride in that, actually. I mean, one of the comments we get a lot, a lot is people can understand our music. And I think it's, that's naturally what happens with acapella music is because you, you are forced to strip it down to five voices when you're performing it live. So you have to come at the song from a very simple uh, direction. And what, uh, what happens is suddenly the lyrics become clearer they're easier to hear and suddenly certain parts of the music is it's easier to pick apart for for a listener and then they're able to appreciate things in a a different way that they hadn't been able to before now i'm not saying having a lot of instruments are bad or anything i love instruments man i I, i'm trying to like push us to actually push some instruments in some of our music because i think you know having more variation more colors to play with is just a great thing so uh but it's really great that we have the ability to go, you know, all the all any, any direction that we want to go to deliver music in a new way to people. And Adam, for you, the catalog is ever expanding of the of the songs and the, the YouTube videos and stuff like that. Is there one that really sticks out that really holds a special place for you? Yeah, I would have to say when we did How Great Thou Art, uh, we performed that in the in, in the Austrian Alps. And and I mean, it's, it's the whole pro- whole uh, process that happened with that song. It, I mean, from the conception all the way to actually filming it in the mountains was so uh, man, it was introspective. It was uh, it was surreal. It, 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 it was uplifting. Uh, man, it, I, I, I can't even fully, you know, give credit to all the different feels that I had going through all that whole process. And then what happened after the fact and how many people it, it affected in, in positive ways. And 
uh, yeah, that one's going to hold a special place in my heart for a very long time. And Adam, now that you guys have been performing like you like you mentioned for for several years together, does does the finding the harmonies are, are those a little quicker to find in the in the first run throughs now? Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, honestly, it it, it kind of it comes kind of natural a lot of the time where one of the guys will sing something and then the other guy just kind of knows where to go with it. Austin is notorious for this. Actually, he will, he will harmonize on the spot with whatever you're doing. And, you know, Tim is very good at finding that missing note and putting that missing note in there and bam, bam, suddenly you got your three part harmony. Uh, and then it's about adding color notes whenever we want to on top of that. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it kind of just comes natural. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And it, it becomes harder to the, you know, you're, cause you're trying to find stuff that uh, is, you know, not the same thing every time that you're doing it, you're trying to find something. Okay. Here's something a little different. Here's some, here's something that, you know, we've got to try to find something that's not exactly what people expect to hear. Not to say that that's not a bad thing. Sometimes people just want to hear, you know, the song, a certain way, just like, you know, just do it the way people want to hear it. But, um, yeah, it gets more challenging, uh, when you're trying to find extra stuff and stuff that, to go outside the box with, uh, in the studio and when you're writing an arrangement and stuff. Now we, we talked about the single Elvira with the Oak Ridge boys. Well, you guys stepped it up uh, again for a 50th anniversary for Don McLean's American pie. And what was that opportunity? I mean, when, when, when you guys got the opportunity for that, I mean, what was uh, your first, uh, your first reaction? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was just floored. I was like, Holy cow. And the thing that shocked me the most was the idea was actually that Don hadn't re-recorded that song ever. I mean, in his, in his history as a musician, he recorded it once back in 1970 and he did a couple of live things, but he never went back in the studio to re-record that song. So to be the only artist uh, uh, over 50 years, you know, to come back in and do that song with him was, was such an honor. Uh, man, I can't, again, it's, it's, it's one moment after another where I can't really fully explain how, how uh, many different feelings I get from, from these experiences, but it was great, man. It was really great. And that, that was a lot of fun. That turned out uh, really well, you know, being that we couldn't record the video together in the same space. Um, I thought we, you know, we did best we could. And I thought it turned out really well. Now, this last 12 months obviously has been challenging for everybody, Adam. We've all been introspective. I think introspective and transparency are two yeah. of the big words these, this last year. In, <laughs> yeah. in, in your introspection, yeah. what what have you really uh, pinpointed that you've been working on this last 12 months? Well, I think family, well, on a personal level, it's been family for me because I've been home where I've been, you know, the last 12 plus years, I've been off and on the road and you miss things when you're, you know, gone all the time. So being forced to be home turned out to be a blessing in disguise for me because, uh, uh, you know, I just had a, my second child, uh, or my wife and I had our second child back in August and I've, I've been home this whole time. So, you know, I, I've been, uh, able to experience all of the joys of, of my son growing up and, and the little things that, that I missed, uh, you know, some of the things that I missed the, with my daughter when she, uh, was born six years, seven years ago. At, at the same time, I also have to now 
take over a lot more of the diaper duty and you know the wake ups in the morning and you know, all that all that you know comes comes with the <laughs> both uh, sides of the spectrum there. But no. that's been really that's been really great for for me is uh, is that I've been able to really hone up more on family time. Now going back to to the time with Don, I mean, what was the room like with him? You know, I wasn't I wasn't there in person with him because uh, you know I'm up in Minnesota and he was in Nashville, so it was Austin, Austin and Tim were were there in the room, and so I was kind of joining remotely. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting, man. It's, it's one of those, one of those, uh, people that when they talk, everyone just listens. Nobody says anything to interrupt, you know, the moment they just kind of like let them talk and, 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 you know, cause he's a legend. He's, you know, he's got one of the most famous songs of all time. Um, and you know, what's interesting is, you know, everybody wants to know like specifically what are what's the meaning behind the lyrics of that song. And we tried that. We even, we tried to like, you know, see if we could get some kind of an answer out of that, but we did it in a way that was more like, you know, how sick are you of people asking you this question and see if you would talk about it. Uh, you know, and he, he never directly answers it still. He lets it, he lets people just kind of figure it out for themselves a lot. And, and that's, it's uh, that's, that's really cool. I like that. Um, you know, cause honestly, when, when it comes down to music is, you know, what, what people hear and, and what, what it means to them, it, you know, it's a personal thing. So, uh, I like that response at the same time, when we were trying to do the music video though, we had to figure out, you know, okay, I think he's talking about this. So we'll show a picture of that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, um, it was again, surreal to be in his, in the, in that experience with him. Now, talking about being remote, zooming in uh, for for that, how technologically savvy have you had to become in the last year? We all had to get our own equipment to record music videos and and start doing that process ourselves. And boy, we get a new appreciation for the the teams that go in, you know, the work that they do to to make these music videos. because it it can be so frustrating <laughs> when you're trying to get a shot and then you mess something up or the lighting's not right and you have to do it again and you're you just spend all this time trying to get all all the technical stuff figured out. So, you know, yeah, it it's just necessity drives innovation. You know, we had to we had to figure out how to do this, so we 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 buckled down and we did it. Um on the, on the other hand, though, it's also been really great because we've learned now that we can actually record our music remotely, too. And our our producer over the Internet can uh, do a session with any member of the band now uh, at their homes. So we have one guy in L.A. Uh, and our producer in, in Minneapolis, and that's how they record. And it's crazy. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Now, who out there right now is uh, musically is inspiring to you? Musically inspiring to me. Hmm. That is a tough question that I never have an answer for. I'll be, I got to be honest with you. Uh, If I, if I give some, if I had some more time to think about it, I'm sure I could come up with some names because what I usually do is go on Spotify and, and I just will just start listening to all kinds of different music. You know, Spotify does a good job of setting up different playlists and, and, you know, 
different moods that you're feeling in. So you can literally just kind of type in whatever search keywords and then just go down the rabbit hole and just see where <laughs> it leads you and you just start listening from song to song. The online rabbit so, hole. We've all, we've all gone, but we've yeah, all been yeah. there quite a bit lately. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's good for, it's good for that purpose. If you're just trying to randomly find something and, and, you know, I'll get inspired by some little thing in some song that I heard. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I like how that worked. And, then I'll go experiment with it in one of our songs and see if it fits. Now, I just started the podcast in the last seven months. So I, whenever the end of 2020 came and Spotify sent the numbers, you know, I was kind of impressed, you know, just being a small guy, seeing the numbers uh, in the, in the world that had happened this year, what's it like at the end Mm -hmm. of the year to see how many streams you guys have and, and to really think back to those seven years, you guys were going in, uh, in, in, in anonymity, if you will. Yeah, man. I, well, it's, it's it's unbelievable uh, how much you can grow um, in this industry. Like like the ce- like the ceiling is so high, and when you're down on the ground level, you you can only look up so far um, because you don't really realize how high that ceiling goes until certain things happen, and then you you just kind of you don't know what to think about it. So, for example, when we we did our first episode of the sing off, um, we had we had been a group for 12 years at that point, And we had been professional group for two years before that, you know, full time working gig after gig all over in different industries around the world. And when we did that first episode of the sing off, we had reached more people uh, to see us perform. We've had reached more people in that one episode than our entire career leading up to that moment. And that statistic alone just blew us away. And today, when we look back since that moment and how we've worked on, uh, you know, outreach and just turning out content and trying to you know, keep the content uh, entertaining and relevant and just growing the fan base. And we see, you know, the numbers, uh, we, we look at how many people are listening to our, our music and how many have seen us and listened to us. And just, you know, we hear all the stories about people that, we wouldn't think would know us. And it's only, they know us. And we're like, what, how, okay. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, awing, I guess, to, to see, uh, that kind of reach, uh, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, Adam, I, I would be remiss if I did not let you have the opportunity to talk about this, where folks can find not only Elvira, uh, American Pie, and all of the others, and uh, and also keep up with everything you guys got going social media-wise as well. Yeah, well, if you're looking for any of our music, you can get it from pretty much every single music distributor that there is. <laughs> uh, but the easiest way, I think, is YouTube and Spotify. Uh, Spotify is the best for artists. I think they, they do the best job as far as um, uh, supporting artists. Um, so I would definitely get Spotify, but you can always go on YouTube and find our music there. You can search Elvira. Uh, you can always get the song uh, and download it uh, off of Amazon Music and you know just all the different distributors. Uh, if you want to see all the fun stuff that we do behind the scenes and, and some of the special video content, you can certainly find us on patreon.com. That's P-R-A, uh, sorry, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com uh, slash home free. And you can see a lot of stuff that uh, only a few thousand get to see. And it's really special. 
second part of that question, I, I literally forgot what that was. <laughs> uh, where they keep up social media wise as well. Oh, social media. Yes. Uh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, um, all the platforms we're on every single one of them. Uh, just search home free and you will find us. All right. Well, that's good stuff, Adam. It has been great to have the chance to visit with you. Like I mentioned before we came on, uh, I've been a fan for, uh, well, ever since I think I had a listener turn me on to you guys about five years ago and been a fan ever since and uh, appreciate your time. Hope you guys have a, a great weekend and look forward to seeing you guys in person one of these days. That sounds great, man. We'll, we'll hook you up with a ticket. That'd be awesome. Thanks again to Shelly and the gang over at Smiley's Breezy Vapes, 313 Falcon Road. Be sure and check them out on Facebook. They've got red basket specials. They keep those updated as they have them on Facebook as well. They do have the largest selection of disposable flavors in Southwest Oklahoma and new hardware. For more information, you can call or text 580-471-VAPE. Love having comedians on, especially the ones that uh, that we have a connection with, like this guy, one of my favorites, Joe Coy, on the line with us. And Joe, great to visit with you again, my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited. This is, a, this is a special day. It's kind of like my birthday. All over. <laughs> uh, we released the book. Yeah, the, the the autobiography mixed plate chronicles of an all American combo. Joe, where did uh, when did you start writing this? Was this a pandemic book for you? Was uh, unfortunately, I started this project two and a half years ago, and uh, and, and thank God for the pandemic because, um, uh, not thank God, like <laughs> I don't want to say that that sounded bad, uh, but uh, <laughs> what I meant to say is you know because of the pandemic, uh, you know buckle down and really uh, get this book out sooner than it was supposed to be released. So that was kind of cool. What was the writing process for? Like, uh, Joe, I, I'm sure a lot of the fans are like, well, why didn't he just say it behind a mic? But uh, there's some things you you didn't necessarily want to share on a mic either, right? No, not at all, man. There, uh, you know, I, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, the stuff I talk about on stage, uh, you know, I, they're, they're personal. Mm. But, you know, there, there's always that, 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 that room that I need for comedy. It has to be funny. And, you know, there were topics in this book that I talked about that, you know, no matter how hard I tried, there's no way I can make it funny. So I wouldn't want to put it on stage. And I was so blessed to be able to do that with this book because it was therapeutic for me, man. I, I, I got stuff off my chest that I've, I've been holding on to for so long. I had no idea what was inside of me. So, man, it just felt good to finally get those stories out in the open and, and now I feel good about myself and, and like I said it was therapeutic man it was it was exhausting when I was done uh, uh, telling this story uh, in the audio when I did the audio version in the studio when I when I did that whole book man I literally had to take three days and, and just recruit and, 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 and decompress because man it, it was emotional were there points where you were like, okay, the line has been crossed. We've gone too far. Or was it a thing that you were just like, just open the floodgates and uh, whatever comes out, comes out. That's, that's exactly the mentality I had. I, I wanted to tell my story authentically and, and be sincere about it, you know, and, and none of the embellishments. I wanted to tell the real, the real reasons why things happened. And, you know, I, I got to open up and, talk about my brother for the first time. Like, I'd never told anyone I had a brother. I always said I only had two sisters. Even on stage, if you watch me, I go, I got 
sisters, and I never mentioned Robert. And and the reason why is because I was embarrassed, and that sucks. Like, I was embarrassed to tell people that I had a brother that was dealing with mental health issues and, and that he had schizophrenia. And, and it wasn't that I was embarrassed. It was just that I knew that if I told people I had a brother that I would have to explain what he did or where he lives, and, and, and I wasn't ready for that mentally. You know what I mean? I, I just, I wasn't there. And I, I'd rather just keep it to myself and just, and, and Robert will just be in, 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 in me. I didn't want to ever tell anybody who he was. And, and now with the book, I, I told the whole story. And, 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 and it's okay. Like, it's okay. We live in a time now where mental health is, you know, recognized and, and people are aware of it. And, and it's okay to get therapy. Whereas back when I was a kid, you know, it was embarrassing to tell people you were getting therapy. You know what I mean? It was it was like taboo. What you're getting therapy? What are you crazy? <laughs> What's wrong with awful. you? But but now it's like it's okay. You get therapy, and usually nine times out of ten, someone else is like, "Yeah, man, I need to get therapy too." So it's a good thing. So I'm glad I was able to talk about that. And Joe did this last year. What are maybe some of the things that you focused inward wise? Was it basically the book and getting those things out that kind of uh, are, are what you were working on on personally this last year? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Wait, you're talking about the book, right? What you're talking about uh, working on this book? Yes, one hundred percent, man. Just I I, my, I I buckled down and, and just focused on this book and. It just wanted to make sure it was right, you know? So uh, we didn't want to rush it, but we really wanted to make sure that everything was right and that the story came out the right way. And, and we did a good job. Everyone did it. The team was great. Now, the name of the book, Mixed Plate, whenever I saw just the, I, before I saw that you had written it, when I saw Mixed Plate, I started thinking about, oh, it's going to be a balanced, uh, a balanced meal is what we're going to be talking about. But this is a, a balanced combo in your life. And f- for you to get this out and get the feedback that you've had, what's that mean for you on a personal level, Joe? Uh, for Mixed Plate, uh, you know, that that's just a representation of how I feel America is. You know what I mean? If you look at a Mixed Plate combo, you know, come being a mixed kid, you know, half white, half Filipino. And then you go to Hawaii and they got this beautiful dish called the mixed plate. And if you look at this plate, it's got everything it represented. It's got, it's got Korean barbecue. It's got Japanese katsu. It's got American style macaroni salad. And then a thing of rice. And, you know, individually, those are all delicious food items. You know what I mean? And you put it on all on one plate and it's beautiful. They work together. And that's how I feel about America, man. There's a lot of, a lot of us, a lot of beautiful people living together. If we can all just, you know, one plate, man, it will be that much more beautiful. And that that was the reason for the the title of that book. Now, Joe, how has the comedy writing been for you this last twelve months? Has it been more challenging for you? I mean, it's been a lot more fun. I, I won't. I, I'll say that. I think uh, we're we're seeing things that we thought we would never see. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 you know what I mean? Like, just my son going to school via Zoom class. Like, like it, it's so crazy that we're in these times, but, you know, we're, we're all adjusting, and, and, uh, and we're also noticing that uh, no one really likes virtual, so they can stop trying to sell us that idea because we hate it. Uh, <laughs> so I will never do a virtual comedy show, and I will never do a Zoom meeting again once we get back to normal. So... Yeah, those are the things I'm talking about now, and, uh, and and I'm glad that we were in the times that we are we were in. It was an experience that 
I hope that we never experience again. So let's let's all get well and, and let's get back to normal soon. That's right. And and Joe, I know that over the last 12 months, we've seen so many emotions that have been drawn up. And do, do you think that comedy is going to stand up? Comedy is going to look different as we move forward, do you think? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's going to move forward. You know, it's we are in a sensitive time and, and rightfully so. You know what I mean? And, and there's issues that are being talked about that were being ignored for so long. You know what I mean? And yeah. Tragedy happens, and, and something horrible and horrific and evil happens, uh, especially the situation in Atlanta. But but one thing that we did notice, and, and the one good thing that we can get out of this, is that through Instagram and, and Insta- TikTok and Facebook, saw a community come together like none other. You know what I mean? Like every single color of the rainbow came together to say just how wrong that was, and. And, and we were able to catch these people, by the way. That was really, really cool, how fast these were caught. And thank God for these, these platforms, because that's where their face were plat Their face were plastered everywhere because of those, those uh, platforms. And, and, and we no longer have to wait till the national news, ABC, worldwide news, uh, to, to hope that uh, you know, something that happened locally in your town gets exposed so that the world can see what's happening. Now we have these platforms where everyone knows right at the same time and uh, and, and, and voices are going to be heard now. And, and I love it, man. That's right. That's right. It's fun to see the, the support that AAPI is getting right now and, and all these movements. That's right. And Joe, again, the book, Mixed Plate, Chronicles of an All-American Combo, that is out and available now. Joe, I want to make sure folks know where to get the book and keep up with all of your uh, your online antics as well. Oh, thank you so much. They can go everywhere. It's on every platform. Uh, we just found out that Amazon, uh, we just found out that Barnes & Noble sold out. Wow. So I'm telling everyone right now, we're restocking as, as we, it'll be back out. But right now, Amazon Books still has a few left. And and, you know, maybe go to JoeCoy.com to find out some other uh, uh, areas that carry it. But they are in stores as well. Joe, it is always great to visit with you, brother. I hope you have a great weekend, and hopefully we can catch up, not not virtually, one of these days real soon. Oh, man, I can't wait. And I'm not coming in virtually. I'm coming in physically. I need to be in your studio, and we need to talk like two humans, man. Let's do this. Again, thanks to our friends at Smiley's Breezy Vapes for helping sponsor today's podcast. Check out their Red Basket specials. They have those listed up on their Facebook page. New hardware and a largest selection of disposable flavors in Southwest Oklahoma. It's all at Smiley's Breezy Vapes, 313 Falcon Road here in Altus. Now, I've got a story here about a woman who really needs to find a new line of work. I mean, I guess I'm glad this turned out okay for her, but I mean, seriously change careers to anything else. Anyway, I say that to lead you to this story. A 27-year-old woman named Allie Burton works as a personal trainer at a gym in West Sussex in the UK. There is a problem. She has a fear of sweat. Now, she says her anxiety disorder is triggered by touching things with, quote, hygiene issues. So a few weeks into her job back in 2019, when her boss told her to pick up towels off the floor, she wouldn't do it. Now that caused a lot of issues at the job. 
and eventually she filed a case against the gym for unlawful harassment. And a judge at an employment hearing just ruled in her favor. Now they're still figuring out what kind of settlement that she is going to get. All right, guys, our final guest on the episode today, uh, Mark, Michael, and Kendon, better known uh, together as Lachland on the line with us. And well, like uh, everything in 2020, we're uh, we're doing it remotely. But uh, Mark, Michael, Kendon, thank you guys for your time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're happy to. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that was in unison. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, we, you know, we spend a lot of time together when that happens. <laughs> I, I was, I was expecting the uh, the, the vocalization on Lachlan like you've done so many times. I was going to see how that came off. <laughs> Man, if we could pull that off via phone conversation, that would be pretty dang cool. You, you would have whole intro. You would have made it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, That's all it takes. Let's practice, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> A one, two, three. Now, uh, yeah. all you guys in uh, in Nashville now, or some of you back home? How? Uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're all in Nashville. All in Nashville. Yeah, parts of Nashville. <laughs> yeah, and uh, survived the storm last night. I know we got uh, a little ugly out there. Yeah, it did a little bit. Uh, we had some storms roll through uh, yesterday afternoon. And uh, then we had a couple storms roll in last night. So uh, my wife and I took took cover just as a precaution. Uh, it was a little bit harrowing, uh, but uh, we're 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 thankful to be safe. I know that the rest of the, our our friends in the south uh, got hit a little harder last night. And, and uh, you know, if our thoughts go out to them and and for you know, it's it's pretty scary this time of year when when some of this stuff rolls through. So, uh, but yeah, we're we're just grateful that uh, we're all okay. We're happy about that. That's right. Now, uh, Michael, uh, you have a little bit of news too. Aside from the, this is the, well, actually, it's it's the non-single is what it what that's about, right? It, 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 it's the what? I'm sorry. It's, it's about being non-single rather than the yes. single we're talking about. It is. It is. It is most definitely about being non-single. Yes, I just recently got engaged, and uh, I'm oh gosh, just so happy, so excited. Uh, her name's AC Jones. She's actually another country artist as well. And, um, yeah, and so we're, we're just so, so happy and, uh, we're getting married in October and, uh, gosh, it's the best, best thing that has ever happened to me. So I'm just so excited. Kendon, Lachlan. <laughs> yeah. Kendon and Mark, are, <laughs> how are you guys dealing with this, uh, as well? I mean, there's no razzing, none of the hazing or anything, right? Um, no, not a lot, actually. Um, you know, we, we met, uh, AC at a uh, CRS event a while back and she was super sweet, but you know, I mean, at the time we didn't really like think anything of it. And Michael talked to her and, uh, you know, we just, we were like, Hey, you know, she's super friendly, blah, blah, blah. And then Michael, man, he got, he, he, he got the, the, the lucky, the, the blessed thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to, how to call it, but the God thing, the God thing happened. Oh, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so there's not really much to razzm about, you know, I mean, uh, he found love. He found it quick, and we're happy for him. So that, that's awesome. Now, now, Mark, I'm going to give you a chance to talk a little bit about uh, about the new single. And obviously, just like everything in the last year, having to do things a little bit different on this release. Yeah, just a, a couple of things. I mean, I know that when we uh, start promoting this single and we get ready to start doing that within the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll be having to do a lot of uh, our promotions via the internet. Uh, you know, social media will be will be uh, our our heavy tool like we used in the past uh, to keep this single uh, alive and, and to keep our, our name out there because everyone's trying to keep our names. Everyone's trying to keep their name out there. 
in the world. And, um, uh, yeah, we're excited about the single. Uh, it's, uh, we had this one recorded for a while and we didn't know when we were going to release it. And, uh, the time has come and we're excited about it. Uh, listening back to the mix and the masters and, 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 uh, all that final product has been exciting for us. And we're just, uh, we hope that the fans who, who, uh, may know this song, uh, via our live streams before and have seen our sets before, uh, we hope that they really enjoyed this, uh, produced and recorded version of it. Uh, we're, we're excited for it. We're, it's, uh, it's a, uh, new direction for us it's cool now kenden when we were talking about the storm earlier i know that uh that the mark and michael they they, they duly seemed a little bit more nervous about the, the storm coming through nashville were you outside with like your phone trying to catch video <laughs> i mean that is that is basically the story of my life i <laughs> i i didn't really think anything of it i don't even watch the weather mark was like man the storm's really bad he was texting us and i was like oh really like I didn't notice. He's like, yeah, maybe you should watch the weather. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, I mean, so I was sitting here and, and there was a, I mean, a brief moment, like it, the sun was out and then all of a sudden it just went really dark and rain came through, then hail came through and a massive wind and, and it was, you know, it was gone just as fast as it came. And then I just was like, okay, well, I'm not going to drive now because it's been hailing. So outside of that, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> So yeah. Now, Mark, but I, you know, I mean, I grew up in Kansas, so that's, that's you know, that's sort of that, tornado alley. Yeah, that's why you know, us being in Oklahoma, I, I figured that you kind of had the same kind of ideals about weather that we had, and the you know the the Empire State guys, they they get a little bit more nervous about the tornadoes, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we used to go out and chase tornadoes. We'd go, you know, go follow a storm. So. <laughs> Yeah. Nope. Blizzard, there are things. Blizzard, there are things yeah. from uh, being in the north. That's that's the uh, whiteouts and oh gosh, man. Woo. But uh, we don't have to deal with that in the south. <laughs> Now, as you come into 2021, guys, uh, I, I guess I'll ask Michael this one. How do you adjust the goals? I mean, this is something I ask a lot of a lot of artists. As coming out of 2020, I mean, how ha, how did that adjustment have to take place? Sure. Sure. So 2020, uh, we were not immune to any of the hardships that fell upon artists. Um, we had to cancel tours. We had to, you know, put everything on hold, put everything to a, well, you know, we put everything to a stop and yet we didn't. Um, because I remember at the beginning of 2020, we were like, Hey, you know what? Uh, we can either be silent this year or we can try our best to make the best of this, of this crazy time. And so we sent, made for mornings to a country radio to the music row radio. And, uh, fortunately that got up to number 33. And, um, so we did a lot of virtual shows. We did a lot of live streams, a lot of, um, interviews with different radio stations and different outlets, um, both in the United States and the United Kingdom. And, um, so we, we were just very fortunate just to kind of stay as present as we possibly could. And, uh, for 2021, you know, it's, it's it's still tough, you know, because uh, shows are starting to come back, but at the same time, they are not coming back to the extent that they were before, obviously. So, so right now, so right now, again, we're just, we're trying to just uh, work with social media and um, really work on our um, our numbers on Spotify and Instagram and Facebook and uh, and we're we're, we're kind of rolling with the punches and we're taking opportunities as they come, you know. 
Now, Mark, how seasoned of a technology veteran would you say you are now after all of the Zooms and the, the virtual takeovers and all that? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting the hang of it. <laughs> I used to, uh, it's actually funny, I used to do um, some IT work back in my, my high school days of, of my summer jobs. I had to work with a lot of computers and all that other stuff. So it, it came second nature to me when, when it came around to having to do all this computer stuff. I've always been pretty smooth with the computer. And, uh, you know, it, it works. We'll roll the punches with it, like I said before. That's, 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 uh, that's the way it is right now. Kendon, for you, what was it like the first time you guys did a takeover? And in the early days, you couldn't have any, react, any reactivity to them. What was it like the first time you guys did that? Uh, the first time we did a takeover... Um, Man, I can't remember. It's been so long since we, we you know, since like we did yeah, the, first the first one. one. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, all, all I can speak to is, you know, over time, like, like, and I, and I told these guys a while back, you know, it's funny from where we were to where we are and how much more confident and comfortable we are across the board. You know, when we first started, whether, whether it was a takeover show or, you know, a live show, you know, we're still kind of like making sure we had the harmonies down and making sure we knew the lyrics to these brand new songs we were playing. And, you know, now we go out there and I just, I used to, I was telling him, I said, I used to not be able to eat before a show. Cause I'd be like, Oh, I'm really nervous. This is not going to sit well. And uh, now like I'll just eat right before a show. And I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> totally comfortable and, and confident about that. So, um, you know, same thing goes with his takeovers, you know, Michael comes in, I'll tell you what, my, Mark and Michael both are very techy. Me, not so much. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> they, they come in and they take over the whole thing. Michael will bring his setup, his computer, and everything, and and Mark will help set up the the cameras and the and the you know mic and everything, and they get it all set up. And so it's all Spanish to me. And uh, <laughs> but they always do a great job. So, um, but yeah, well, I'll say we've we've come a long way for sure. Now, Michael, what would you say is the biggest blessing that you that you see from the time of 2020? Oh, the biggest blessing! Gosh, you know what? There's there's a lot. You know, in, in a in a year that is that was as dark as 2020. Again, you always got to find those silver linings. So, uh, we were able to, you know, we were able to find new unique ways to connect with our fans and the people that um, love our music, and we were able to grow our followers quite a bit and it's been really neat really just i mean social media really is a blessing in this regard because it allows us to connect with with people all over the world that you know gosh i mean before social media we wouldn't have been able to connect with people all over the world and just say hey thank you for listening to our music and you know just tell me a little bit about yourself and um and just start to create that more one-on-one interaction um, with the fans and that's gosh that's a huge blessing and uh to, to be able to reach into people's lives and and have people say man like i really i really love your music it affected me this way and um i listened to it on my way to work and it brought me a lot of joy and da, 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 da. um as artists and uh songwriters you know gosh that's the i mean what more can you ask for when you hear anybody say like you know gosh your your music really made my day you know, it really made my day brighter. And we and we were able to experience a lot of that, especially having push made for mornings and uh, doing as many live streams as we did. Like we had people, gosh, we had some of our UK fans that would stay. If we did a show at night in the United States, that would mean it was like 2 or 2 a.m. in the United Kingdom. There, there, we, we had fans that would actually stay up. They would stay up to watch us. And my goodness, I mean, 
what, what, you know, there's a lot of beauty in that, you know, so a lot, a lot of blessings, a lot of blessings. You mentioned Spotify there. Mark, I'm going to let you talk on this. As you come to the end of the year, Spotify releases those numbers, tells you how many streams, how many countries you were in. I mean, did that kind of put a silver lining on uh, on 2020 for you a bit? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, to, to see any progress on our music with any of the numbers going up, we're, we're happy. I mean, it, it you know, 2020 was kind of a wash in terms of all the live stuff, but to be able to release music and to be able to have a response uh, from people all over the world. I mean, you, you, I think we've had a few people from India. I know some people from Scandinavia. We have some people from Russia uh, that were listening to the songs. We're like, that's, you know, how, how is that even possible? <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you wonder, it's like, man, these, these, you know, people from all over the world are listening to your music. And that's so cool because, you know, if, uh, if we decided not to release any new music, then no one from, you know, anywhere is going to be hearing it anyway. So uh, it was cool to see those numbers and it's cool to see the people's response, the people's response to it. Now, Kendon, what was the most bizarre country that you saw that was uh, one of your fans? <laughs> uh, I don't know about bizarre. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool that uh, Scandinavia um, and, and countries like that. And, and the reason being is because Mark, you know, he's he's got the Norwegian background, the Viking background. Um, and so I, I think that's pretty cool. And my, Michael with the Michael with the U, U, Ukraine background. That's where that's yeah, that's Ukraine, Ukraine yeah. over there too. Yeah, yeah. So, so now I, I don't have to worry about the hashtags. I just hashtag Ukraine and Scandinavia. I mean, we're there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> now, what uh, what has been the the hardest tech thing to learn? And I'm going to ask the tech guy himself, Michael. What's what was been the biggest tech issue this past year the, big, the biggest tech challenge i should say of course well you know uh, like we kind of touched on earlier from the beginning of 2020 to uh, to the end of 2020 until now uh we have we i feel like we have grown quite a bit in our live stream game in regards to when we first started you know it was us setting up the phone um you know using the iphone uh, no, no backlighting or anything like that. And just kind of going at it, which is fine. You know, a lot of people do it and it's great and it works fine, but man, by the end, we were like, Hey, you know, let's really try to amp it up. So, uh, bringing in like using an interface with microphones and we got, uh, two box lights, you know, that we use every time we do it. And, uh, we had a beautiful sign made, um, you know, with our logo and our social media on it and everything. And, um, and we really tried to just make it look, uh, professional, like these guys are in it to win it. And as far as the tech issues go, you know, sometimes, you know, that's, that's why you always get, you show up pretty early and, and like, and make sure like, okay, testing the microphone, making sure that like the, the platform itself is responding to the interface. And like, sometimes you have to reboot the computer and it's like, <laughs> and there've been a few times where it was like five minutes, five minutes before the interview, you're like, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. We got it. We got it. And so, Finally, and you know, but again, it's it's those tech issues. Sometimes it's it's show business. You know, you can get that in live shows too. Things go wrong, and you're just like, hey, got to roll with it. You know. So and if every uh, single one was universal, if everyone was universal on there, like they just it just recognized it because you go on Facebook and they just recognize it and they go, okay, this is easy. I can make this work. But then you go to uh, one of these other ones like these Zooms and and these uh, 
uh, other streamyard, yeah, streaming, yeah. streamyard, yeah. And they, they, you go to them, yeah. and then it's like doesn't recognize it at all. And you have to go in, and now you have to troubleshoot for, you know, like Michael said, we get there so early, and you're troubleshooting for hours. So, you know, that's that's a little bit of a just make it universal, make it easier for everybody. Come on, not too much to ask, <laughs> is it? No, it's not. It's really, it's not really. <laughs> now, again, guys, the, uh, the the new single, Blackberry Whiskey, if folks want to find out uh, more information about the single, about other upcoming music, uh, the upcoming dates, as those become available, what's uh, what's the best place? I guess, uh, let me see, Kendon, I think you're up. <laughs> yeah, sure. You, it's funny, because I'm, I'm usually like the guy, the, or Mark and Michael, the guys that talk social media, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting to step in now. <laughs> yeah, right, go for it, man, do it. <laughs> yeah. No, you can find it. So we have our website, LachlanBand.com. Um, you, and, and for those that don't know the spelling, it's L-O-C-K-E-L-A-N-D. Um, we're on all social media platforms. We got Facebook. We got uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Instagram, Twitter, even though we don't use it that often. Um, <laughs> we're there. You'll I, find us on it. Yeah, you'll find us on there. Uh, but uh, we also have TikTok. So if you're into TikTok, we're, we're doing that. Uh, Michael's famous on there now. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, wherever, and you know, and we're and, and we're always on top. Of it. If people message us, we're going to respond, and 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 it's definitely us. One of us is going to respond. So, uh, you know, if people want to interact with us. We're we're always happy to to meet new people and and make new fans. So. Well, that's good stuff. Again, Mark, Michael, and Kendon, you know him as Lachlan. Always great to visit with you guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Looking forward to uh, much more success in 2021 and catching up again real soon. Thanks so much, Cameron. Really appreciate appreciate it. it. Thank you, Cameron. Again, thanks for joining me for this 50th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, you can hit me up on the website, GQ with Cam, under the contact page. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, click over to the shop, GQwithCam.com forward slash shop, and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest idea, email me, GQwithCam at gmail.com. Again, thanks to Brandon Allen for coming up with our music. We're going to let him play us out. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Join me back here for episode 51 coming up on Monday. Monday.